You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Clancy, you remember how when we used to drive to work? Uh, when we used to what to wear? And we would just put on a podcast or a book and learn something passively while doing something else like driving. Is that why people listen to us to learn? Oh, I hope not. No, uh, they should listen to us to laugh. To learn, they should check out Knowable. It's a new app where experts offer audio courses in leadership, business, wellness, and more. Okay, well, this sounds perfect for me. Sometimes I have a hard time reading ad copy, much less entire books. Yeah, and Knowable courses are perfect for that. With fun, 10-minute daily audio lessons from top thinkers, experts, authors, and weekly live discussions, it's perfect for multitasking. So it's like Spotify for personal development? Yeah, that's a solid elevator pitch. Good job. Comprehensive podcast-style audio courses. What are they about? Well, there's a course on improv that the UCB did and another one on launching a startup with a founder of Reddit, uh, Alexis Sohanian. Oh, so I could learn improv while doing chores? Yes, and you could start doing chores. How dare you? Get hundreds of hours of educational content with Knowable's entire library of courses, all ad-free at a special rate of $50 a year for a limited time. But guess what? You can get an extra 20% off for being one of our listeners. Just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription and tap into the knowledge of 200 experts at the top of their field ad-free. Again, just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your first subscription. I'll think to that. And one for Mahler. Though it, it does make sense now where Trixie got the idea for that motel because it was literally here on screen. You're, gonna, you're losing folks. You can watch that on, on uh, what is it, Discovery, Discovery Plus? Discovery Plus, yeah. Trixie Motel. It's a good one, but it has absolutely nothing to do with it the country bears. It has nothing to do. Well, it, I don't know. It's she sings country. She's dating a bear. That's about as but close as That's what I'm saying. Is that where Trixie got the inspiration was from Remember the country Remember how long you said make... you wanted to talk about this for? And you're <laughs> derailing us. We're literally nearing the finish line, ma'am. Let's keep going. I'm trying to, and you won't let me. Another episode of Non Plus, a gay romp through the Disney Plus vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. Oh, Ooh. over there is my husband Josh. And this is Non Plus. It's a mischief media podcast. Digga, digga, do, digga, do. That yeah. was my country rendition. That's fun. Was it? No. I'm bad at musical improv. No, you're okay with musical improv. Yeah. I guess. It's just you're not good at country musical improv. Fair. Or I'm just traumatized by having watched this evening's movie. But oh. before we get to that, of course, as always, we're going to plug Mischief merch. They've got clearance stuff going on right We've now. We've got, yes, there's a clearance sale that's going on right now. Some past Broadway con and leaky con merch is there for you to get on a discount. Yeah. Still some cute stuff in the new arrival section. And as always, any non plus stuff and any MCU stuff, use the code non plus 10 at checkout and you'll yeah. get 10% off your order. Do it. I've got the big gay nerd or little gay nerd shirt on today. Yeah. Something you can get there. Yeah. No we discount love those. No, but hey. But hey, get it. Get your gay nerd shit and wear it proudly all year long. Get your gay. Get your gay, everybody. 
Um, is there anything else that we need to discuss before jumping into tonight's no. tragedy? As always, research comes from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, Box Office Mojo, and DisneyFandom.com. Disney.fandom.com. Disney.fandom.co. Right. How how can we appropriately source these deeply academic sources if we don't name check? Exactly. The URLs correctly. What film have we tortured ourselves with this evening, my love? It's the Country Bears. Unfortunately, it is the Country Bears. Based on a now defunct experience from the Disneyland Park, the film premiered July 21st, 2002, mere weeks before I started my college freshman year. Uh, with a brisk runtime of 88 minutes. On Disney Plus, it says an hour 31, which would imply 91 minutes. I think there's like five minutes of that. That's yeah, gross, I was in I junior high at the time. You brush it <laughs> off whenever I get worried about our age difference. And then you point out that you were in junior high when I was a freshman in high school. And it makes me feel weird. I know. <laughs> Fuck oh. you, buddy. But it was directed by Peter Hastings and screenplay by Mark Perez. Now, these gentlemen are known for some quality entertainment. Peter did some work on the Animaniacs and Kung Fu Panda, yeah. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series, like lots of cartoons here. Mr. Perez has written, he wrote Game Night, that fun bit yeah, of that was um, fun. suspenseful comedy. Herbie Fully Loaded. There's some stuff here that are, it's a treasure. That's critically acclaimed or a treasure, right? Yeah. What the fuck was this movie? Yeah, this was none of that. This, this was, was not real bad, all. and I did not enjoy it. No. But let's get through this cast because this is fucking nonsense. It's it, there's a lot, and unlike the Muppet movies where it was worth kind of like lining the cameos where um, they were happening, some yeah. of these individuals are too obscure for either of us to have clocked on visual. So we're just gonna burn right through these. Real yeah, quick. yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll uh, we'll start with Christopher Walken as Reed Thimple and Benny Bogswaggle. Yes, with Michael Lawrence Morgan as a young Benny Bogswaggle. We've got Stephen Tobolowski as Mr. Norbert Barrington. Daryl Mitchell as Officer Ham. Diedrich Baker as Officer Cheats and Ted Betterhead. Ah, John Hyatt does the singing voice for yeah. Ted. Uh, Alex Rocco as Rip Holland. M.C. Ganey as Rhodey. Megan Fay as Miss Norma Barrington. Eli Marienthal as Dexter Dex Barrington. Jennifer Page as Waitress. Jess Harnell as Longhaired Dude. Paul Rugg as the TV reporter, not Red. Not to be confused with Ant-Man, correct. <laughs> Crystal as herself. Don Henley as himself. John Hyatt as himself. Oh, Sir Elton John as himself. Queen Latifah as herself, also Cha-Cha. Yeah. Willie Nelson as himself. Bonnie Raitt as herself in the singing voice for Trixie Sinclair. I do declare Brian Setzer as himself. Don was as himself. Wyclef Jean as himself. And we heard you like some exhibit in your exhibit, so we put some exhibit in your exhibit so you could exhibit while you exhibit as himself. <laughs> Okay, now there's a voice cast. There's a voice cast because of these bears. Uh, Haley Joel Osment, God love him, is the speaking voice of Barry Barrington, but Elizabeth Daly is his singing voice. Candy Ford as Trixie St. Clair. James Gammon as Big Al. Brad Garrett as Fred Betterhead. Toby Huss as Tennessee O'Neill. Don Henley as Tennessee O'Neill, the singing voice. Yep. Kevin Michael Richardson as Henry Dixon Taylor. 
and Stephen Root as Zeb Zuber. Zeb Zuber Zubidi Zoo. Oh God. You hadn't seen this. No. I hadn't seen this. No. I still don't know the reason this exists. I I don't want to. Are we worried about ruining this for anybody? I'm not worried about ruining this for anyone because, frankly, everyone pretty much agreed with us, I think, in, in terms of the critic stuff, which we'll get to. But, like, this was this was just bad. It was a it was slog, poorly, to say the least. It was poorly acted. It was There was just too much going on, and it effectively is the new Muppet movie. It's the same plot. You say that? I was getting almost famous vibes. Also that, <laughs> but yeah, I've got, I've got some choice things to say about it and we'll get to it when it happens. Let's jump into it, Josh. Let's jump in. You can't sit around waiting for the path to glory. You gotta get moving to tell your story. The bigger they come, the harder they fall from the littlest acorns come. Trees so The Country Bears, an all-bear country rock band, disbanded in 1991 after years of popularity. Barry Barrington, a preteen bear adopted and raised by a human family, feels different. His adoptive parents tell him his family love him unconditionally and that differences lead everyone to their purpose. When Barry's adoptive older brother, Dex, tells him the truth about his background, Barry runs away and ventures out to the Country Bear Hall, the Country Bears' former concert hall. Barry learns from the caretaker Big Al and the band's manager, Henry Dixon Taylor, that Country Bear Hall is threatened with destruction by greedy banker Reed Thimple. After many attempts to save Country Bear Hall, Barry suggests that Henry hold a benefit concert, and the two set out to reunite the group with the band's bus driver and drummer, Rody. The Barringtons enlist police officers Cheats and Ham to find Barry. Okay, so I didn't realize the pun of their last name. Ham and Cheats? No, 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 no. Barrington Mm, as the family. I mean, in a film where you're hammered over the head with puns like this, it's understandable that you might miss a few. Yeah. So was it that they were looking for a bear son? You know what? We have to have this if our our last name is this. So obviously we should adopt a bear son. Maybe he was found, presumably sentient, anthropomorphic. Yeah. Because we do, as they travel across the world, we see bears existing in this society. That's a thing everybody knows about and is aware of. And surprisingly, like not very, uh, except for the exception of one child, is not very racist against bears. I don't know what that kid's deal is. Am I adopted? <laughs> of course not, honey. Eat your fish. Um, why would you think that, Barry? I don't know. Sometimes I feel different, like Dex and me. We don't look the same. Our eyes are different colors. And he has freckles. And I don't. I think. Are you serious? That's why you think you're different. Dex is a fucking dick. He's clearly racist against bears, but also does everybody else literally just not see the difference? I don't. They're, I mean, they don't see. They're having they, they a hard. They don't see fur, Josh. They don't see fur. <laughs> they're having a hard time setting up what the reality of this world is because they're really trying to get to the road trip of it all. Yeah, because it also has, as we mentioned on our last episode, some kind of follow that bird vibes, where it's like, I'm <sighs> different. I'm living in a family that's different. I want to seek out people that are my own. This is a a not uncommon story structure. Yeah, but. 
I don't understand the point of this one. I don't either. It just, it, I don't care about any of it. I don't care. And I love Chuck E. Cheese as a kid, but this is some next level creep show material. The way that these bears look and move. Yeah. And it's not like these are Jim Henson puppets. So yeah. like, the, like they're done well enough, but at the same time, there's not that like meta-ness that, that the Muppets generally tend to have. There's like, not that. And they're just dead enough behind the eyes. Yeah. that It's not sold for me. Especially not with this very behind the music kind of opening montage that we get. Yeah. I don't know. And then the, the big concept that they're doing at the beginning, the backflip seemed terrifyingly unnecessary. Well, it was like there were the wires in it and like you clocked it and I was just like, yeah, that is. Yeah, I can definitely see is the that, wires. Is and that they're supposed to be flying? And, oh, no, it's, it's malfunctioning. Yeah, it's all intentional, but maybe the they're time. overdoing it. What are we getting from this sort of like this being the pinnacle yeah. of their career falling apart or whatever? And why is the drummer a human? Why couldn't it be a bear drummer? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. Like, what what was the point? And it, and it and it's not even like they don't even they don't even call attention to it either. No, kind of like they don't call attention to the fact that Dex and Barry's sort of like baby things are just in some beat up box and not. Why if does this have mother this box? Is if this mother is so doting on both of her children? Yeah. Why don't you have a baby book? Why isn't it scrapbooked? Why aren't his first booties bronze? Why is it this beat up old box? Everything's so insidious. The fucking bear tracker for some reason. Yeah. Okay. This is my baby picture. This is yours. Yeah? See this? This is my birth certificate. Here's yours. The rangers use this to track you. So, what's your point? Why do they still have that? It's just... Remember it, when you were a ward of the state and had to be tracked at all times? Yeah. It's, it's so confusing and distressing. Well, that family is literally gaslighting Barry the entire time. Which, despite being an absolute dick, Dex is the most honest and upfront person. He's sitting here saying, he's a fucking bear, y'all. Why are we pretending differently? Yeah. Now he's got strong opinions about bear's places in the world, apparently. But <laughs> I don't understand why he's so bent out of shape. Here's the other thing, too, is that he's got this whole fascination with the country bears, yeah. right? So obviously he knows that he looks like them and not like the other humans. It almost feels like it was trying to be a pilot for a Disney Channel show and it just... It would have been a better Disney Channel show. I don't know that it would have. I don't know that there's enough happening here. There's certainly not enough conflict. I don't know that there's any actual growth in the story. They're literally just collecting characters to play a concert. I guess that's true. Yeah. And, and, and there's very little resistance. Yeah. I just don't understand this, this, this kid that has been living comfortably at home, loves the country bears, just runs away. Just going to run away. Because his parents are lying to him about being adopted. Hey, stop lying to your kid about being adopted if he's asking, especially if he looks that fucking different. Yeah. Again, um, the gaslighting. Right. B, um, maybe give a shit a little bit faster when your preteen son runs away if you actually care that much. I'm sorry. It took them a day to call the cops? Like a whole he literally day. got across the country. Maybe? We don't Maybe really know this, about well, the, the actually, geography about all of this. It was, they were state troopers, which means it's probably still within the state. Which would also understand why he could walk back home from Country Bear Hall. I, I mean, I, I, guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's true. But anyway, he, when he does get there after running away and he, he manages to take a Greyhound bus yeah, directly pays. 
to Country Bear Hall. Exactly. Drops him off in front. We then can tell that Christopher Walken's going to be the bad guy because he nearly runs over a small child in his black convertible. And nobody gives a fucking joke like, hey, I'm walking here. Like they could have. They could have done things that would have been more funny. And again, the meta portion of it, but like they don't. I will see. I will see. I will say. I'll, I saw it too. Yeah, you did. We could probably hear it. And, and if we're really trying taste it, I will say Christopher Walken is taking it seriously. He is, is living in this character <laughs> in a way that nobody else really can because they're all just fucking fursuits. Yeah. Six years. $20,000. Must be tough. You had a good run, Henry, but good things must come to an end, luckily. That also applies to lame junkie things like Country Bear Hall. Do you like the sound of crunching wood? I do. Good for him. I mean, he was there. It felt like he was there for one day. Uh, he had a couple different location shots. I guess. Maybe two, two weeks of filming, Max, maybe. for Mr. Walken. For, for especially being top build, he yeah. was barely in the fucking movie. True. We got him. But we got Walken. He sold so, that villainous turn yeah. that we'll get to a little bit later. Is which, it really a turn? We knew who's the villain from the I mean, Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, I guess the surprise reveal then of who he, he really is. I don't know. Yeah. My point, uh, moving on, $20,000 in 2002, it still doesn't sound like they need a whole lot of money here. No. Uh, could you have a car wash? Could you sell some also, best of? CDs. These guys were literally selling platinum records. Right. And their main location, Country Bear Hall, which you presume that they built. Right. They don't own. Right. What the fuck? Who was their money guy? Nonsense. Was anybody helping them with investment? They could have sold that tour bus for 20 grand and kept the fucking place. Surely someone would have collected it if you had that big of a fan base willing to show up to pay, you know, however much to clear 20K in a night. Yeah. We get the clock in four days. We're going to tear down Country Bear Hall. Yes. So we they need to get the band back together in four days. Yes. Cool. I'm not interested. There's no real like inciting incident. There's no stakes. The stakes is, is that they lose the place that they don't care about really losing. Right. <laughs> There's one guy taking care of the grounds and one guy kind of living there. The only person that cares about Country Bear Hall is, is Big Barry. Al. Well, Barry. Yeah. Ugh. Do you get the vibe that Big Al and Henry were in a relationship? I felt like they'd been not I just so. living together for a while, but living together yeah. for a while. You know what I mean? Uh, yes, ab- absolutely. <laughs> and I, I, I love that picture. Like, where was that movie? That's the movie <laughs> I want to see. Dumb kid. Stupid idea. Get the band back together. Tall. You could do that. Oh, look, even if we found a, 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 a concert... Yeah, you need equipment and tickets and promotion and everything. I don't know. I could do that. Oh, Al. Look, let's face it. In a week from now, some teenager's going to be teaching us how to operate a deep fryer. We could do that. That was the movie I want. I want a rom-com with those two. About Big Al and Henry. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that's all I have for this section. Okay. First, they recruit Fred Betterhead, the harmonica and electric bass player, who works as a security guard on the set of pop singer Crystal's latest music video. Henry needs promotion, and Barry suggests the group's former promoter, Rip Holland, whom Henry claimed had stolen the country bears. Henry phones Rip, who gladly agrees to promote the show. Fred mentions a talent show history where they defeated an armpit musician named Benny Boxwoggle, who angrily struck Zeb Zuber. 
Thimple approaches Big Al and learns about the Country Bear's plan and about Holland promoting the show. Next, they approach the band's fiddler, Zeb Zuber, who has spent years drinking honey and owes a $500 bar tab. Zeb wants to return but must pay his debt. So Barry places a bet to let Zeb off the hook by beating the house band in a guitar versus fiddle playoff. Zeb starts his performance poorly but wins after warming up. Officer Cheats and Officer Ham approach Big Al for directions to where Barry went. Because of a miscommunication, the officers think the bears have kidnapped Barry. Okay. That you, this tour bus that they get on, you know it absolutely smells like old oats, stale weed, and bear shit. You can't convince me otherwise. And chicken shit, too. That chicken lived in And there. chicken shit. This chicken that they don't know isn't a female that they call Mr. Chicken. Yeah. That chicken's a female. It's been laying eggs. How stupid and are honestly, you Honestly, who's going to go God. to these fucking chicken shit gigs? <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass because this game is boring the out of me. I don't know why they book me on these chicken gigs. I'm a an Oscar winner. Yes, you are. Yes. You are. Why do they keep booking me at these chicken shit gigs with all these bears? I love gays, but this is ridiculous. Speaking of this bus, the first time that it goes out on the road, we get this sped up weirdness that never happens again. It does the next time, like when Christopher Walken steals the bus later. Oh, does it? Yeah. I think I looked away. I mean, uh, who blames <laughs> you? Who could blame you? It just feels cheap. I don't know. It just doesn't. It really does. And then, you know, it's the set of Crystal's new music video. Did anybody in the audience know who Crystal was at the time? Did they know where her eyebrows went? Because that's my biggest concern. <laughs> that, absolutely. When they're like, Crystal, I, I don't know who Crystal Gale. Like, who, who the fuck who, are they talking about? Who the fuck indeed? And I mean, not to sell Miss Crystal Harris short. You know, she had some hits on the Princess Diaries and Legally Blonde soundtrack and on this soundtrack she had three albums uh around this time but it's not she like, literally stopped in 2002 when this came out yeah well she had <laughs> one extra album in 2013 but this was basically yeah the the end of it for her show us what you got well all right i suppose <laughs> yeah but i call my sister Bless. It's it's an odd cameo to say the least. It really, it really is. And then we get the music video basically as if it was filmed for the Disney Channel. I have to imagine this exact thing was like, here's an exclusive clip from the Country Bears coming from Disney this summer. You're absolutely right. That's what exactly <laughs> that was. Yeah, it, it really, it really is stupid. I do appreciate, though, that in this bear world, there is the accessibility of having the telecob phone adapter in order to make using payphones accessible to bears. That's what you noticed during that scene. <laughs> I noticed that every time they did a wide shot, that whoever was in the Barry, you know, on set suit was just yeah. wandering around aimlessly <laughs> in the shot, flapping his bear arms about. Oh what God. direction did they give this kid while this phone call was happening? I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Uh, and I feel like the first time I genuinely laughed in this film was when they flashed back to Betty Bonswoggle trying to do the 1812 overture with armpit farts. 
What's an art musician? Oh, that's Betty Bogswaggle. He was real talented. But he was a bad loser. He was dead with a chair. That was pretty funny. It was funny. The, literally, legitimately, the first time I laughed in this film. Yeah, the second time I laughed in this film was when they went to Nutsville. <laughs> Where they went to the Swarm and Hive Honey Club. Yeah. I will say, though, as um, Big Al is accidentally spilling the beans to Thimple. Yeah. And he kind of distracts him and then it cuts away and suddenly he's all the way closer to the building. Henry says, we do this here concert and we raise that $20,000. We could tell that little weasel banker to, uh... oops. Tell the weasel what? Uh, uh, over yonder, a monkey. Hey. I'm chubby, but I'm quick. <laughs> um, it's probably one of the first times I've I've seen myself reflected in one of our oh. movies. <laughs> I was like, I've no, been, honestly, same Big Al. I'm chubby, but I'm quick. I identified with Bill, Big Al more than I like. He was my favorite. In Absolutely, this movie. like everybody else, the nonsense except for Queen Latifah. She's delightful. AKA Cha Cha yes. running running the Swarm and Hive Honey Club. In her 90s lesbian power vest, <laughs> looking yes. like an upholstered yes. 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 top yes, of the girl. line Get love it. seat from Ashley sectionals. She was looking phenomenal. Yes, hunty serve boots. My God. It was I, it's so good. They, hands down the best cameo in this film and probably the best uh, money for such a cameo. But also, why? Now. As most of you know, Zeb Zuba owes me a whole heap of money. Yeah. Well, his little friend there has proposed a wager. My house band versus Zeb's fiddle and a little musical duel. Now, if he wins, he owes me nothing. But if he loses, I get to keep the country bear tour bus. Like, if you've been in there for years and the and your bar tab is only $500, this, that's not bad. It's not. Especially because he kind of sleeps on the floor. And also, I guess when Brian Setzer is your house band, you don't really have to worry about a $500 tab. Yeah. But Brian Setzer, do you often get into these devil went down to Georgia-esque duels with anthropomorphic bears and their fiddles? (laughs) What's happening here? How often does this happen? It's just so stupid. It's bananas. Do I believe that a bar run by Queen Latifah could have Brian Setzer as a house band? Yes. Yes. Everything else in the scene is absolutely ridiculous. It is really absolutely ridiculous. And again, like I just, uh, uh, I just, I, I kept like being like, okay, we got another musical number. Okay, great. All right, let's let's move on. And they keep trying to make a running joke of this. Let's get mobile versus let's get moving thing between the cops. Now, where can we find you? Right here, or maybe over there. A little while. Sometimes I'm by that tree. Uh, well, thank you very much. You bet. So what do you think? Kidnapping? Yep. Let's get mobile. You know, would it kill you just once to say, let's get going, partner, mix it up a little bit? I don't get it. Yeah, there's. they're trying, they're trying the jokes, and 
I don't even think they tried the jokes in the writer's room. I feel like they were really trying to make a kid's movie about a property that kids don't give a shit about. And so they don't know yeah, what to do. They don't know what to do. It's weird. It is really weird. <laughs> I mean, To that fact, I would prefer this be geared towards adults, a, a sort of like almost famous. Some of them have like, you know, succumbed to drugs and one of them died and one of them didn't know how to deal with it. And like that would have been more interesting to me. Than what we had here. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Truly, you're not wrong. But that's all I have. Let's keep going. All right. Tennessee O'Neill, the one-string guitar player, is now a marriage counselor. He is very reluctant to rejoin the band because he wants to reconcile with his ex-girlfriend, Trixie St. Clair, the band's keyboard player. After being chased by Officer Cheats and Ham through a car wash, the country bears stop at a motel where Trixie happens to be performing. Tennessee sings a duet with her, and she comes with the band to their reunion. They finally head out to find Ted Bennerhead, the lead vocalist and guitarist. They learn from Elton John that Ted, who appears very wealthy, is at a wedding at the local country club. After Ted has the Country Bears members leave, Fred learns that he is only a wedding singer and knocks Ted out and drags him onto the bus. Zeb claims Ted to be the reason for the band's disestablishment, but Ted claims he held them together. Ted says the real problem was Zeb's drinking, Tennessee's emotional outbursts, and Fred's immaturity. Beery reminds them that they claimed each other to be family, but Ted says it was meaningless publicity and tells him that he knows nothing about the real bears and that they are not a family. Beery realizes the real meaning of family, I guess, and returns <laughs> home where he is happily reunited with his family. <sighs> what? Yeah, what, what, what? Even? I will say I like Tennessee's sweater. But how is he a marriage counselor if he makes everything about him? I'm tired. I've been with the baby all day. Look, I work all day. I get a lot of stress from my boss. I come home. I just want to relax. Is that too much to ask? I mean, what do you think? What do I think? I think you two so dang lucky to have each other. Oh, I'm sure you might fight over the dishes. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at least you're going to be together. Not like me, not like me and Trixie. Oh, I lost her. Trixie. But it was successful. They literally went out. That kind of worked. Honestly, I guess. he's the only one that has a, a quote unquote regular job. And also an arc. Right. Everybody else is like, yeah, all right, let's do this. He starts from a place of, of being down and or out. Yeah. And you know, rekindles his love and rekindling. rekindling. And finds his art again, but yeah. uh, it's almost a throwaway except for the duet between Don Henley and Bonnie Raitt. The, the other thing that's super jarring about all this is that we're in Tennessee O'Neill's marriage counseling office. Sure. They all show up. And then suddenly they're in a diner to finish the conversation. Yes. And then you get the, the waitress who is Jennifer uh, Page. Yeah. Of of early or sorry, late 90s crush. Oh, it's just a little crush. Crush. Yeah. Got to number three on the U.S. Billboard charts. I mean, she's saying really, really well, but like this whole cafe just turning into another it, Disney Channel exclusive music video. Yeah, it becomes uh, something that 
almost doesn't belong in this film for what it is. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Sometimes you just got to kick it into gear. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, come on, sing it, come on! When the grip keeps slipping and your touch is gone. Time is spinning your wheels on your brain's front line. And why, I mean, again, why Jennifer Page at this point? Because in 2002, she had a couple singles, but they didn't chart really. I don't understand, Clancy. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand these cameo choices. Well, I mean, it's probably what then Disney again, could get. Well, I, mean, I was about to say the very first time I went to Disneyland was right around this time. And they were doing a summer concert series in DCA featuring vitamin C. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Raven Simone at the start of her music career. Bless. Yeah. Raven's having kind of another glow up. I love, right now. I love everything about Raven. I follow her on TikTok. I yeah. love that. She's just like, yes, I'm a, I'm a millennial lesbian and I can sing and I'm making money and I have opinions and an attitude. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so great. that's, that's her no, whole fucking, brand slash persona I, I, right now. I and I'm all absolutely here for it. fucking love it. It's I care it's more about that so than good. finishing conversation about this movie. If I, if I, if I must, if I must say, they then learn that Barry is presumed kidnapped by now yes. at this point, anyone that would be accused of kidnapping that didn't actually kidnap that person there would just would immediately call nine one one. Right. You look more guilty if you stay on the run. They just they didn't even seem like it was a, a big deal. No, that, like they have a minor a preteen pubescent bear that they're they're literally driving across the state or whatever right. nanners every it's cringy it's cuckoo nanners it's cuckoo nanners we get them through this car wash yes which is an odd concept for a chase yes all right it's police business Cedric Baker's mustache gets ripped off and you still can't tell until later whether or not that was intentional because it comes back before they address that it's a fake. It's weird. Who is it for? Who is this joke for? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't either. I really, really don't. And then Barry gets all sad about this and calls home. He's trying to reconnect as they're having all of this weird emotional roller coaster moment with folks reuniting and whatever. And when are you coming home? I'm not. You're right, Dex. I gotta face facts. We're different. I don't belong there. I never did. Barry, what are you talking about? Dex? You can keep my Game Boy. Dick, he's talking about feeling disenfranchised because you, his older brother, told him he wasn't part of the family, was adopted, and mm-hmm. would be better off with his own people. Because he's Don't l- gaslight this fuzzy freak. Because he's learning the gaslighting from his fucking parents, and that's like... It, uh, his parents who are all about toxic positivity and oh, emotional baking. Yeah. Oh, that's right. She keeps... Yeah, there was this one point where she's just got all these fucking pies and yes. like baked goods yes. because that's what she does is stress bake i don't know why they uh, didn't just let trixie bonnie rate be trixie's speaking voice too yeah it's cute that they give her and don henley that little cameo at the end of the song at the bar like them as real people after the bears sing for a bit but the years 
stop your blubbering friend. You're so cute. Can't understand the tale of time that surrounds us. Moments that astound us. Can't understand the Yeah. Um, and it's a nice song and they sound good together. And thank God they didn't give Trixie like bosoms. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. At least we can say that for this anthropomorphic, vaguely misogynistic movie about uh, musical bears. Yeah. At least Trixie didn't have jugs. She was just demure with a banging voice. I, I don't understand Barry's sudden like turn back to his family. And I don't understand why none of these bears are shitting in the woods. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. For both of these things, like they're all just having an argument. And so Barry says, well, I guess I'll walk home on foot. Oh, that's right. And then suddenly he's home and his mom drops a pie in delight. What is anyone learning here? What is anyone developing here? Yeah. What is anyone trying to tell here? It, there's no substance. There's literally no none. substance. There's none movie. substance. So none. shall we just wrap this mother up? I mean, we did skip over the Elton John uh, cameo. The Elton John cameo was probably the most delightful part of this. Absolutely. You're the country bears, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, uh... Yeah, yeah, I know you're a big, big fan. We get it all the time, and that's real nice, young man, but, uh, we gotta run. Thank you very much. Come on, Barry. Come on, Barry. Bye. <sighs> that guy looks a lot like Elton John. Nah, Elton John's taller. And in the outtakes, that little cute comment about him never really liking bears. I believe it. I think, I think I Elton think John chases twinks. He's, he's a, he had, he, he he's a twink chaser. Good yeah. for you, Elton. What was the movie that they, the, the biopic, what was that called? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Delightful if you That's haven't seen film. it. Yeah. All right. Closing out. Here we go. The country bears read Barry's school essay about them and realize that Barry was right. Reconciling with Barry, Ted insists that they allow him to join them during the concert, but Thimple kidnaps the rest of the country bears and steals the bus. Thimple reveals he is really Benny Bongswaggle and seeks vengeance for stealing his chance at fame. Barry, his family, and Ted track down and rescue the band, and they head to the concert together. There, they discover that Thimple paid Rip to not promote the show, but Big Al suddenly arrives and reveals to everyone's surprise that he promoted the show himself, and everyone is in a different parking lot. A surge of people rush in. Defeated, Thimple is thrown out of the building while vowing that his feud is not over. The money raised from the concert is enough to save the hall and the country bears perform with Barry as a new member of the band. Okay. This essay about his shitty brother and how music is his <laughs> escape probably should have gotten some counseling slash intervention rather than an A plus and a mild read about his obsession with this uh, musical group. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. These, this music from people who look like me gives me a release because I'm living in an abusive household where I'm pretty sure I'm adopted and everyone's ignoring that fact. But my brother, who's a fucking dickhead about it. Yeah. It, Come on. The, the teacher's not, is just ignoring that. What and is the like, state of public education? Bears fucking, yeah. Uh. My hero, by Barry Barrington, fourth grade. My hero is really heroes. And my heroes are the country bears. Whenever I'm sad, I play one of their songs, and I forget why I was even sad at all. And if you met my brother, you'd know why I was always sad. So fucking stupid. Now, mind you, Dex, who knew that he had a tracker, 
for Barry the entire fucking time, did not give that to the police. Right. In order to find his brother, who he was concerned about. Well, maybe. I think he learned to be concerned. Sure. But he's got a literal deus ex machina in his dirty laundry and never thought once, oh, if if he took this with him and it's on the bus, this is how we can find him. Right. But it's useful now. It was like Chekhov's tracking device, the very beginning of the movie. (laughs) Chekhov's tracking device. So big and so prominent about like, this is how you were identified at birth. Oh, yeah. That of course it's going to come back, but not until this late in the game. Also, this mood change into the Elton John song that they had to fit into this movie somehow. I'm sure that was the trade-off. It was just like this weird moment of all them all on the bus reflecting. Yeah. It almost feels like a trope from those sort of 70s, 80s band movies that was shoehorned into this family comedy. It was was so odd. It was so odd. Can't get over the armpit farts as a plot device, but goodness, Christopher Walken is chewing the fuck out of this scene. Yes, he really is. Well, it's not our fault you became a banker. Not that. What are you talking about? This He was fucking pissed at these bears. He was really and I could feel why he was mad at the bears. I could too. Like, literally just coming in there, like, fucking novelty act and taking away his fame. Like, I I don't know. Fucking nonsense. But also just the idea that we're running this gag of armpit farts. Yeah. We've discussed this writer and director went on to do some really clever things with some other really fun IPs. (laughs) But who the fuck is this for? Who the fuck is Christopher Walken doing armpit farts for? Yeah, (laughs) it is really. I mean, it's. It's bathroom humor, but it's not even, it's not, not even, even it's not even well done. And then Ugh. this wild chase scene here at the end, it's almost like someone said, how can we make this chase scene with this family's minivan and the bear, which again, got oddly sped up just yeah. like when the bus was escaping mm-hmm. and it's the boat. We're going to have him ride in the boat. Well, cause he didn't fit in the van. It's just, why it just seems For everything like everything else that has an ADA compliant bear equivalent sure you would think that the vehicles would be bear sized well but also minivans had sunroofs and yeah. suvs had sunroofs and why was it this and why was it i mean honestly that boat would have fallen off that trailer so many times yeah it was it, it was dumb. it's even hard to have fun making fun of this one because i feel insulted by what this movie wants me to think of it yeah yeah how yeah. how bizarre do 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 yeah how bizarre how i bizarre. also was insulted with how much straight nonsense was happening at the end of this movie <laughs> just them chanting straight 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 Yes. The subliminal message here really was straight to the heart of love is um, the title of the song. You're different, but God made you that way. And you have a purpose for that. Ugh. And it's going to be to, to be this very specific thing. And then we're all going to chant straight, straight, straight <laughs> at the end of the movie. So fucking 
weird. What the fuck is going on? So stupid. Why was this a priority for anyone? Yeah, I I really don't know. I don't know if there was. I don't know if there was another movie at the time that also featured big puppets like that. That was from another studio. Like it. It's. I don't know. We probably should have researched more, but honestly, after watching it, I didn't want to put that much more energy into it. Well. Speaking of, yeah, so, how much was it made for? <laughs> so they spent thirty-five million dollars making this movie, and and they made eighteen <laughs> eighteen million dollars. So it didn't even make any of it its didn't money make back. Any of its money back? Ah, oh. uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is a thirty-one percent. There are some gems here, folks. Nell Minow of Common Sense Media said, a dumb story about a bear adopted by humans. Three out of five. All right, Nell. Yeah. She she did not pull any punches. Not at all. Uh, Dan Feinberg? Feinberg? Feinberg uh, from the LA Weekly says, kids will probably enjoy the sight of huge bumbling teddy bears. Parents will exit wondering why this piece of unnecessary, unnecessary cross-promotion wasn't released straight to video. Or as a Disney Channel exclusive. Yeah. It would have made so much more sense. Mark Savlov of the Austin Chronicle. By turns numbingly dull-witted and disquietingly creepy. Zero out of five. Mark, yeah. I salute you, sir. I I agree with you in, in its entirety. Richard Roper from Ebert and Roper said it's mildly amusing, but I certainly can't recommend it. Fair. I don't even think it's amusing at all. Like, no. Anyways. Viewer score was 33%. We didn't have to dig too much into it because this review from July 19th says it all. One star out of five. What a strange movie. Strange movie. (laughs) No awards. LOL. No, no. Um, uh, it was featured on episode 215 of the podcast. How did this get made? You want a bit more in depth of a breakdown of this film week? I can highly recommend that episode. It's fucking. It hysterical. really is hysterical, and honestly, I love that show. It's so. It's the so show good. itself is great, but their coverage, their evisceration of this film, <laughs> is honestly their research is higher quality than ours because it, it is. Yeah, well, it, I mean they've got money behind it. They've got yeah. money behind it, and they're fucking professionals. We're, yes. I, we're still hobbyists as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Give it a listen. We're not getting paid to promote it. We just are fans of podcasts like ours, and that's one of our faves. Yeah. When Henry gives Barry a tour of Country Bear Hall, he names a few performers who had played uh, there back in the day, including Liverlips McGrell and Gomer, two of the bears featured in the Country Bears Jamboree at Walt Disney World. So they didn't even use all of the bears. Yeah. And then after the final credits, an outtake featuring Officers Hammond Cheats shows them walking out of the car wash with shrunken clothes and wild hair. I don't know what this is. It was literally a last ditch attempt at laughter. It was a waste of time. It was an absolute waste of time. I don't have any final thoughts that we have not unloaded here today. Yeah, it's not good. Y'all don't need to. You don't need to watch it. You really don't. Go listen to How Did This Get Made. Do that. Do that. Yeah. If like, well, in fact, we might have made it depressing. If you want to actually laugh at this movie, (laughs) they'll get a good a good chuckle out of it. And look, if if you have, I'm speaking to those of you with young children who sometimes just have to put something on to keep them entertain amused calm bewildered uh milk drunk whatever befuddled if this is on their list of things that allow them peace Mm -hmm. i'm so very sorry i know and if you're one of those parents 
let us know at submissions at nonpluspod.com and we'll send you, I don't know, a, a nice Amazon gift card for something to distract yourself with. I just feel bad if you have to watch this movie ever. Yeah. I personally, I don't know. It's awful. <laughs> it's this is really, really bad. If they wanted to connect with us over their misery on this film on social media, Clancy, where would they do it? Well, they could do that at nonplusspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes. And as always, on your podcasting platform of preference, make sure you're indicating your pleasure at your listening um, locale. I was trying to do another P word, but nothing was immediately coming to mind. Mm. Um, if you like us in your P word, go ahead and make sure <laughs> go ahead and make sure you're letting people know uh, through rating and reviewing. And- I'd like that very much. <laughs> Oh, goodness. What a lark. I don't know if I am happy or sad that Baby's Day Out was removed from the platform. And we, so we replaced it with this. Yeah, we literally had all the work done and then realized I we might have still felt the same way. That's yeah. the reality of it. We might have Fair felt enough. just as sad about the time lost. But hey, at least we made our own fun out yeah. of it. And I'm fine. That's it's why I love doing this podcast. Yeah. With you. That over there is my husband, Clancy. And over there is my husband, Josh. And we are nonplussed. Oh, you would think a movie about five big middle-aged bears would be something that we'd enjoy, but... I mean, that's that was like... Here we are mm, questioning our own life choices as a result of this film. You don't like me a country bear. <laughs> you married one! Hey, y'all! approaches no simple approaches simple approaches oh they finally head out to the they finally head out to let's go swim down in the water and hull um it only takes like three drinks before it it actually no all it takes is is his him talking to his sister and then suddenly 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 Country. country falls out of my mouth hole <laughs> okay <laughs> all right remember get an extra 20 percent off your 50 dollars subscription to knowable with code nonplussed and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad free just download the knowable app and use the code nonplussed for 20 percent off your subscription again download the knowable app and use code nonplussed when subscribing for 20 percent off knowable comprehensive podcast style audio courses for the curious mind and for cutie patooties like you oh